This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. David, I made sure I put a post on Facebook that Rocky and I would be here today. I'm joined by my co-host, Rocky Rockcliffe, who was hosting himself the last two weeks. The last two weeks, full, full show today, so don't yeah. don't tune out. Yeah. Oh, where where wow. was I? I don't even know where I was last two weeks. Uh, was, uh, one week, I think you were Bibles, Badges, Business in Charlotte. Oh, that's maybe, right. Like two that's, weeks ago, right. and then last week... Last week you were out. I don't remember exactly. I, 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 where I don't even know where I go anymore. It just—it's uh, yeah. really insane. Uh, tonight, <laughs> I, I, though, David, uh, I am speaking at Emory Law School as part of an immigration symposium uh, forum on uh, the the new immigration law that hasn't passed yet. <laughs> I love it. The new immigrant. Everybody refers yeah, to it as the, the new, new immigration, immigration law that hasn't like, passed yet, right. which is not technically an immigration <laughs> law at all. Exactly. Uh, but uh, David actually helped us the other day. He emailed me the other day. Said, "Chuck, I need some." Some websites that help explain to these people that it's that it's not what they think it is. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, David, I hope you found those websites interesting. I did, and I passed them on to, to quite frankly, not a whole lot of avail. It's like, have you ever heard the saying, "Don't confuse me with facts; my mind's made up." <laughs> yeah. You know, this is this is what you it's all true, are contending though. It's with. It's true. It's true. Absolutely. It's and, true. Uh, I mean, they don't have blinders on. They they got full blown mask on. It, it's or just sleeping mask. You know, it's like uh, you know, it's uh, what's it, Daniel Patrick Moynihan that said, "You're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts." That's not <laughs> true anymore. No. Now you are entitled to your own facts, right. as 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 they say them. You can it, selectively pick them and select and form your opinion based only on the facts you choose to. That's uh, right. Support your. Opinion. You know who's actually really good at <clears throat> creating their own facts is the Center for Immigration Studies. Uh, they yeah. had a forum this last week in Washington D.C where they insisted that immigration enforcement is down. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Let's unpack that yeah, one a yeah, little exactly. bit. They insisted <laughs> immigration enforcement was down. It's like, okay, this, this is true. You can make up your own facts, apparently. Well, what's the so – you know what? I don't think they're, – they're probably not outright lying, but what statistic are they manipulating to be able to say that they're speaking the truth? Well, well that's the thing. You know, when they had Lou Bar- Barletta there, uh, the congressman Barletta from Pennsylvania, he of Farmer's Branch fame. Uh-huh. So Farmer's Branch or Hazleton or whatever that town in Pennsylvania was he was mayor of. Uh, massive anti-immigrant along with a former employee of ICE uh, who apparently was disgruntled in his, in his former life. Uh, and that was their experts on this. A congressman who knows nothing about immigration and enforcement. And a disgruntled former employee. Ice employee. Great um, sources. Yeah, not great stuff. But, uh, you know, <laughs> y- the thing is, David, you can get numbers to say anything. I mean, what was the yeah, famous no, I mean, that's, that's what I'm asking. Lies, what, damn what, lies, what, statistics. Yeah, you, what you, number are they manipulating there you to say get, that enforcement is down? I yeah, mean, uh, it, the it, number of meals served, I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in detention. We, we've been serving less meals yes, in detention. So, obviously, we have people, uh, few people detained. Fewer people detained. No, you might just be feeding people, people less, less, which not, wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't surprise me at all. No. And, uh, you know, looking at the, the numbers for deportation, the track, uh, which is a group out of Syracuse University, they basically just – do FOIAs all day long, requests to the government for information, from, all focused on EOIR. Mm-hmm. Uh, immigration court backlogs are at their highest levels ever. How many cases? 435,000 pending cases. Sure, Keep in mind, there's only 250 judges. Excuse I, me for one second. Yeah. I, one, I'm going to have to run out on you for a second. But I brought up something with Rocky last time, and, and you're, you're backing it up with every word you say. Mm-hmm. It's my opinion that you all have the same ad agency, or immigration has the same ad agency that uh, the uh, Republicans do. You're not getting the, and the media is covering up everything. 
They're not giving you all a fair shake or not giving the facts. Well, you know, the, the media is uh, – <laughs> we've talked about this before, David. The, when you say the media, who are we really talking about? The, the guys who went got a journalism degree from NYU who know a lot – a little about a lot of things – but a lot about very few things, particularly immigration. I mean, you're just dealing with with folks that just don't have the time or the ability to learn the details, which is why shows like this on America's Web Radio, where details are delved into, at least those folks that actually use facts, are so important because right. they educate they people. <laughs> they educate, uh, you know, and maybe it's part of the whole strategy. Um, it, it may be. I mean, it's it, David. When David and I were talking about it last week, I mean, the, the we'll get back to the pending log backlog in court. No. So I want to talk about that. But when we were talking about it last week. Uh, I mean, it was in the context of it's just no matter what you hear in, in the mainstream media about this topic, it's it's sound bites by proponents and opponents. Yeah, both that, sides that don't in any way address what the fundamental issues are, how broken the system is. It just there there's. You have on the, the, the opponent side, you have the story of the mass murderer that we need to deport, that they're all criminals. And then on the proponent side, you have basically the story of that, uh, you know, they're all living under a rock in the shadows and uh, they're, they can't be <laughs> yeah. part of our society. And, they, you know, it, and, and we must give them benefits. And it's, just, it's not either one of those things. No, absolutely it's just not. nobody covers it. But let's get back to this backlog. I, I had a uh, case that was put out this morning to uh, August of 2015. August 2015. That is. Case has been pending four years. Oh my gosh, so that's a six year wait. <laughs> he's got a August 2015. Is that a final hearing date? That's a final, it's a final hearing date, August 2015. Well, it's only 18 months from now, kind of. I guess it's technically like 20 <laughs> it's, months. It's 22 months from now. 22 months from now. Come on. Oh man, that is just. That's, but you know, in Chicago, they're in 2016. If not 2017, Chicago immigration. I've seen a couple of 2016 merits here in Atlanta. But, I mean, it's just indicative of the fact that they uh, – I mean, the backlog is crazy. And, and uh, you know, David and I talked about this a little bit last week of, of uh, some of our clients. I mean, that backlog benefits them. Uh, but some it doesn't. And, and you're right. Some and it hurts. Some, and, and there's some that don't that, – that it doesn't, that they have very meritorious cases that uh, can't be heard. And, you know, uh, it, it affects, you know – uh, how they want to try if if they want to bring their family here in the future they're going to have to wait longer and it's just it, the whole the system is broken down and and uh, nobody wants to address that and 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 that's why we need immigration reform is to fix the system uh, because it's not working for anyone right now no no the whole the, it's really just a a nightmarish type of situation exactly. uh, where you've got um, too many cases going into the system uh, without any real Here's the number. Here's the number. Immigration backlog is up 85 percent from five years ago. 85 percent. Okay, I was wrong. It wasn't 400,000. It's 345,000. Mm-hmm. I was wrong by 100,000. But does it really make a difference? Yeah, I think I think what you're. It's the 300,000. I think is cases that are pending final adjudication, and then the 400,000 is the number of total cases in the system. Just so that that 100,000 is the difference of people who I think have maybe um, not had. Some sort of final action scheduled for their case. So the average wait time in immigration court for a hearing, <laughs> what is it? 562 days, roughly yeah, about yeah, 20 yeah. months, 20 yeah, to 21. Right, That's the average after. across the country. Right. Uh, but Nebraska leads the time, get this, 761 days. Wow. That's two and a half I mean, years. That's, that's a, it's it's uh, two, yeah, two, two years and 40 days. 40 days. Yeah, I mean, two, it's, two, it's a two massive amount of time. Um, and you've got uh, California at 686, basically 
two years. Colorado, mm-hmm. 663. Michigan, 624. And, and you know that that number, the, the way that number is, it's skewed downward, actually. You know why? Because they're counting all the cases in there that are quickly adjudicated right at the beginning. Right. So the cases that actually make it out of that first first batch. appearance, that, that first batch to get, are probably three and four years. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, I mean. Because that, here, this here might here be your Atlanta. first hearing. That, right. Then your final hearing is even crazier. Exactly. So you've got people who would like justice. I mean, there are asylum cases out there. For example, uh, somebody comes to the United States. Right. They're fleeing a problem in you know, the Congo. Pick a, pick a country. Pick a hellacious country. <laughs> um, a few. They leave their wife and kids behind. I'm going to go to America and get asylum. If I get it granted, I can bring my wife and kids. Right. It takes me four years to get granted. What's happening to my wife and kids? And you haven't been able to travel back. Travel back. Maybe they don't even know where you are. They may not even be alive. They might, they might think you're dead. I right. mean, so there is real life or death situations that come up right. because of this backlog. Now, we're not asking that cases be adjudicated in a week. I mean, no, no. There, you need time to get cases ready, but at a certain point, it becomes you know, well, kind I mean, of productive I, to it, the system. It, exactly. And, and you, the, going along with that 85% uh, increase in the number of cases pending, has there been a corresponding 85% jump in the number of adjudicators? That oh, would no. Be, that would be no, immigration same, judges no, out there. These for, are the same number no, of they, judges they've had. Exactly. And I think so, they went up to... 240 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're, they're just, they're not there hasn't been a that. corresponding increase in the people who, who can adjudicate these cases to prevent this backlog. It's just a natural result. And, and, and I mean, it just it goes to show that enforcement really isn't down. They are putting no, no. more and, and more and people in proceedings And think about this idea, Will. the time. They're ex- well, they're just they're determining a whole bunch of cases. ICE is determining. Uh, uh, it's just not true. In fact, <laughs> the numbers as of June of last year were basically there at the time, which was really the height of the program, they were averaging 1,000 a month across the whole country. Of pros- exercise and prosecutorial discretion. 1,000 a month. Now, if, the, if that trend continues, and I haven't seen an updated report on that, but if that trend continues – Okay, so that's twelve thousand people out of three hundred and eighty-three thousand. That's, that's not so it's doing a meaningless anything. amount of right. a meaningless amount of people, and those are typically the cases. Which, how do you get PD, Rocky? Really, you have a case the government's going to lose. Exactly, they and think they're going to lose the case, so they offer you prosecutorial discretion. Exactly, so and, more, and and and, and now you know, some aren't, but I'll tell you, so many are. It's it's mind-boggling. Yeah, and and we'll take that prosecutorial discretion, even if. It, even if we know the case is meritorious and we would probably win, most cases I would take prosecutorial discretion so you don't risk losing. Right, because if, having, if there's a risk of that. If there's a risk of that because it's not obviously not guaranteed to win. But the cases that, are, that, are, uh, that, that will be difficult for the government, it, especially like cases where the government has the burden yeah. because people in immigration court, the, the burden is on – it's essentially the criminal equivalent of proving your innocence. It's, right. uh, so when the government does have the burden to prove their case, it, they, they will exercise Well, think about the numbers. If you look at the backlog and, and look at PD numbers, there's 100 – in September 2011, there's 105,000 Mexicans in proceedings. That's a different – probably no difference today. They had granted 3,000 so PDs. Per, so you're looking at 3%. 3%. I mean, China – but get this. China had 26,000 in proceedings. They had granted 63. So, I mean, it's like 0.2% yeah. that they grant. I mean, again, statistically meaningless amount of folks. Right. Uh, so you're really looking at a situation where they're just not granting and, and a lot of these discretionary right. cases. Right, and, and, it's, and the, the, the sad thing about that is the, uh, the disparity in the way that, the, uh, that ICE is exercising this prosecutorial discretion across the country. Well, here, here is an up-to-date chart as of September 2013. All immigration courts, uh, there was a total – this is a total, I guess, from the beginning, of 25,000 cases administratively closed. 
Okay. Of all cases. Of all cases. That's, I mean, that's 4%. It, it can't be um, much more than that because no, the three yeah, the three eighty nine yeah. is a rolling number. Right. So, so I mean, um, it's, it's it's less than five percent. It's statistically insignificant for for what it was tr- supposed to do, you, which you, is decrease the backlog. You look at Atlanta. Atlanta has administratively closed uh, four hundred fifty six cases, ninety by termination, which means I don't even think you can call those. That means they <laughs> no, no. couldn't deport them. I mean, it, it, exactly. they have no that case. Means, yeah. I, I don't even count that. The government that. doesn't terminate unless uh, no, we win. Exactly. <laughs> so three sixty six is what they've actually terminated. Right. Um, and that, that's crazy. Yeah, I, it, the disparity with which they exercise this, this <clears throat> discretion, if you want to call it, across the country. I mean, it's, it's much easier to secure this prosecutorial discretion in, in districts like New York. Well, yeah, um, L.A. has closed I mean, 7,000 cases. 7,000 cases. 7, cases. Yeah. They've administratively closed. Yeah. And, and they, they do have more judges. They do have more people in proceedings. But New York's only administratively closed 1,000, 1,500. But not uh, – there's no equivalent. No, there's absolutely no equivalent. Not. They're not. Uh, I mean, we uh, here here in Atlanta. I mean, we, we always tell people this is the, one of the toughest places to practice. Well, as so I recall, I thought we had somewhere in the neighborhood of twelve thousand pending cases here in Atlanta. I don't know how many pending I, cases. I thought we have I thought here, there was. I'll have to look at that number because I think it's really interesting to figure out how many cases are actually pending right. before you can determine. Well, you know, what what is the success of the program? I mean, what is what is really happening? Well, I mean, just the standards. The uh, we got to take a quick break here, folks, and okay. then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll crunch some numbers. Statistics time. Awesome. We're back in just a second on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I nine rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at eight six six. 286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Hi, I'm Ray Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you by FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, only on America's Web Radio. Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611 o al www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. It's the Immigration Hour. Your hosts, Charles Cook and Rocky Rocklev. Uh, Dave Moxley's with us today. Dave, are you having a good day? I'm always having a good day. At my age, you get up and you're vertical, and uh, it's a good day. <laughs> I know. You know, once you hit 80, I mean, David, he does not look 80, ladies. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't even look no, close. not close. Not this is awesome. You're remarkable. No. You're a remarkable I, man. I am. I referred to him last week as, uh, what, what did I say, uh, older than Average. <laughs> and, uh, it's good to be older than average. That means older you outlive the rest of your friends. That's right. Um, but, David, I was going to ask you, I, I pulled up the last of my peppers this week, uh, and I have some peppers upstairs that will burn your nose off your face. Don't need them. I got my own. Yeah, yesterday, <laughs> I had, we had a lunch with, uh, for our staff yesterday, and I brought all these. I mean, I literally bought probably 20 pounds of peppers in. You, you brought a lot in. I did a lot of them. And yeah. uh, my partner, Dustin, he says, is this a hot one? I said, oh, I dare you to eat that one. <laughs> I, and he took a bite out of it. I thought his nose was going to start bleeding. I mean, it was just. You know, as, as a, 
really weird thing in that I pulled some peppers off all at the same time, mm -hmm. you know. And I got like two or three that were just very flavorful, mm -hmm. flavorful, mm -hmm. but not hot. Right. And I used them in a couple of things, you uh -huh. know, and, and just I was really enjoying them, just eating them. Then I hit one. Ah, uh, it just snuck, takes that just one, you know. Snuck up on that it. genetic mutation <laughs> on the same plant, right? Yeah, on the yeah, same plant. Yeah. yeah. And how how does that happen? I, you got me. I, I, I mean, mean, have you seen that? I have seen that happen. I have seen that happen. It's just, uh, but the the ones we brought in, they were like they were they were billed as being hotter than habaneros. Yeah. Pretty sure they were. I, I think that I didn't try one, but uh, the pretty sure they, did, were. They, they were. They were. They uh, were like definitely talking woo! about. Them. I mean, Catalina, our receptionist, opened one. She broke one and smelled it. I said, what are you insane? <laughs> it's not so bad. And she went home and said, "My nose is killing me." <laughs> you know, uh, but I did. I pulled good. tomatoes off my vines in my greenhouse. That's rude. I know. <laughs> And you know what's worse? I had strawberries, too. Now you're rubbing it in. I had strawberries, too. I still have tomatoes growing in there. I've kept the greenhouse from freezing. I mean, there's still some damage to leaves and stuff, but it's growing. They, they, they're probably growing through December at this for. point. That's what it's for. Uh, but uh, I pulled up all of my tomato steaks, and now the, the garden's ready to be rototilled for the winter here. Uh, you know what? If you want, I have okra, by the way, that's ready. Oh. Seed, seed pods. I had okra up until just... Until the, 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 yeah. the freeze hit. Yeah. But uh, I had left a, a couple of longer pods because I hadn't been down there in two weeks. And, of course, two weeks to an okra plant is lifetime. Yeah. So it's a pod's about a foot long. <laughs> and um, uh, so if you want okra pods with seeds, just let me know. I've got a billion of them. Um, but I think I'm not going to plant okra next year. Mostly because I don't really like it. You know, I pickled oh, some. We talked year. about okra last week. I pickled and, some. I, mean, I love okra. Okra is yeah. awesome. You fry yeah. that up. Why oh. pickled some? You ever any pickled okra? It's pretty good. Oh, I love it. I buy it by the. I'm, I might have to bring you one of my pickled okra and see what you think of it. I'd like to uh, compare. I'm there's to a, there's I need a to try that too. in uh, Texas that makes pickled okra. And I buy their the hottest that they've got. Uh -huh. and, uh, well, I, I pickle mine with some peppers. So. I. I I can't think of anything I'd rather have for a snack than. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to bring my pickle. I'm gonna have to try that. I'm a, I'm a fried okra man. Fried okra, yeah, fried, fried is okra. good. Oh. The problem is you got to actually then fry it. You got you have the time to pick it, and the thing with okra, you have to cook it right away. Yeah, oh yeah, it does not store. Right. I mean, you got to pick it fresh. Now, I I have eaten it right off the tree, right off the bush, mm -hmm. right oh, off yeah. the plant. Yep. So. Have uh, you say that? Have you ever frozen it? Does I've never tried to freeze it. To freeze it. How about yeah. you? Well, I've got some in the freezer. I'm going to try. You'll see. So. It's, it's my, uh, my uh, grandmother freezes it, and it, it's, when you pull it out, it's still pretty good. Is it pretty good? No, because yeah. I left it in the fridge for a week, and it got all moldy. Yeah. So the, uh, I've got it. undocumented uh, checking on it, keeping track. He's <laughs> <laughs> got his workforce out there. <laughs> I love Dave. He's a force for good. Um, but, uh, you know, David, every morning, puts on his Facebook page what's on the show today. And today, he, he called the Immigration Hour the truth. The truth. The immigration truth hour. He's getting the word so out. I said, yes, David, you're the man. <laughs> David has over 1,000 followers on Facebook, likes on Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. We just hit 1,000 last week on our Facebook page. I was very I, I, I got to. I got to throw this out. We just finished our biggest month ever for our website. Congratulations. We had, uh, over 52,000 people visiting our website. Very Sweet. nice. Very nice. Oh. And how many, how many downloads of the about. podcast do we have on average a month here? I haven't even had time to, to go to it. I mean, we, like well, well, we have 
overall, cumulatively, uh, almost 600,000. Yeah, I think you told me you had 8,000 down. Yeah, that, I, I think 8,000 was what well, you Well, no, I sent you something that, that even updated that. I think you I surpassed 10,000. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm only responsible for like 2,000 of those. That's so. awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's great. <laughs> I know that one girl. Thanks, Solar Monsters. One undocumented uh, girl that you got up in your we, office. We, yeah, we, I just we, sit there and download, keep re-downloading. We, you got to get that download number. We, we are the most downloaded immigration podcast in America. We may be the only immigration podcast in America, but we're the most downloaded as well, and I appreciate that. Uh, but, you know, David, we were talking about this backlog, this crazy backlog, because people are like, oh, there's no enforcement of the law. Well, the right. reality, how can you enforce the law? Because law requires justice, right? Correct. Every law requires justice. You can say, well, it's the, we're a country of laws. Well, we're a country of justice law. as well. And uh, if, if there's no justice, there can be no law. So if you've got a situation where somebody gets picked up, and right now there's uh, at, at 344,000 pending cases at the end of the fiscal year. Mm-hmm. In Georgia alone, there was 10,000. In New York, there's 50,000. In California, 77,000 pending cases. How can you have justice? I mean, with, with, for the 10,000 Georgia cases, we have five judges. Five judges. That's 2,000 cases apiece. You can't do – I mean, there's only 2,000 no. days in a year, not even in session that whole time. Right. And and one of these and and to to actually give somebody the time it takes a morning or an afternoon hearing mm-hmm. and so basically in order for them to do it they have to dedicate they could hit these judges could handle two cases a day or three cases a day although they try to it, jam in more right and they try to jam in more but to 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 adjudicate them properly and actually hear the case and not prejudge it uh, it would two to three a day and on top of all the preliminary hearings that they continually have to do. Uh, it just—it's not happening, and it's just—it just. Well, keeps let's let's take an example. Up. Let's say there are only ten percent of those cases need a hearing. So I mean, let's say it's a low number, but a let's thousand. say ten percent, okay, thousand, thousand of them, and you had five judges, right? So two hundred, okay, two hundred apiece, right? Uh, so they could technically clear that backlog in if you did two hearings a day, five hundred days. So in a year and a half. Right. If they got no more cases. If exactly that's and, and that's the key. And what we if don't, they got what no we more don't cases. hear is that every day hundreds more cases are being filed. We have clients that have came to us that were detained for driving while Hispanic out in Cobb <laughs> County. Uh, you know, whatever traffic violation the police officer imagined occurred. We still racially profile people? Shocking, I know. Shocking. <laughs> uh, and uh, they get released by ICE. Right. With a hearing notice, you're going to go to a hearing, and so we'll tell you when the hearing well, is. To be, to, be, to be set. A year ago. Determined. Right. One guy three years ago mm-hmm. has it heard. Now, I'm guessing that file's in a box somewhere, and nobody's ever going to find it. Right. But the guy's in a limbo at this point. Exactly. He's in a limbo. Uh, so you've got um, – bring my Catholic analogies into – not that I know much about Catholic analogies, but I know enough. Uh, you're in some sort of administrative limbo land where you're, you're, you're just not getting done. Now, Lumpkin, on the other hand – only had 103 pending cases. What? Immigration Court and Stewart. Now, keep in mind, these are cases that are pending, not cases at the court. Oh, cases pending so, uh, for, for adjudication, adjudication. So on, they, a, on an application. On an application. Okay. They only had 103. Because yeah. they, they have thousands of Thousands they, a they month. They have a 2,500-bed facility down there that's yeah. got probably a 30-day turnover. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're they're, right. they're they're throwing probably fifty thousand people a year for that court. Right, a deportation. But only one hundred and three. Right. In Atlanta, that, that you have sense. ten thousand. That's yeah. that's. I mean, and in Lumpkin, you have three judges. Right, but that's because in Lumpkin they're processing just people for deportation 
Uh, and well, people they're forcing to take deportation right, orders because they won't it, release them. Right, because they won't release them, or because eh, I'm not going to say that some of those people aren't aren't you know in need of deportation. I mean, people getting out of prison after a 20 year bid for you know armed robbery or something. Yeah, the, but the vast majority of people that are detained at Lumpkin are 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 in could have a meritorious case. They just cannot afford the representation or the time. They or can't the time. handle the time. Exactly, it is a jail. It is. It is. It is a real it is a jail. jail. Now, right. I've never been a prisoner in a jail or a detainee in a jail, but I've been to jails to visit yeah. clients. I can't imagine spending a no. night there, no. let alone months, because that's the other thing. The judge will say, great, you're hearing to five months. Right. What? Yeah. Five and, months? And, and even the people who we, we, get, we are able to, able to get out successfully a, a, after, you know, two or three weeks, I mean, in a criminal case where somebody's accused of a I don't want to say heinous, but a serious violation of the law, they're going to have a hearing before a judge and be eligible for a reasonable bond of a couple a, thousand dollars. Well, and they call it a speedy trial, too. Yeah, speedy trial. Immigration violations, why these people are at, at this immigration jail, are civil violations of the law. It could take a month to get them a, a hearing on bond. Any hearing. And any, yeah. And then the bond could be set so prohibitively high for an, a civil violation of the law uh, that – essentially precludes people from getting out. Well, uh, the and, most and common example right now, the judges, uh, particularly down in Lumpkin County, who are using their bond power to increase the number of people being deported. I, I, I believe that's actually happening. Or detained. I, uh, yeah, I can't prove it, but I, I think it's happening. I, I mean, it's, visually, it's clearly happening because we're seeing right. it. So exactly. you have somebody who was uh, detained uh, by ICE because they came to the attention for the local police. Let's say they had a fight with their wife. Please come. Police are going to arrest somebody. Okay. Right, and they there's an allegation that there was a fight. Yeah, no, there's no, but there's no criminal charge. Happens all the time. There's no criminal charge no against criminal them. Charge, right. Released to ICE. ICE takes them, and ICE says to the judge, "Well, judge, he got a fight with his wife, and you know, I mean, <laughs> he's undocumented. Now he may be eligible for cancellation. Right, he may have four kids here. He may have been here his whole life. May have no other convictions of any kind. One arrest. Judge will say bond is twenty five thousand dollars." Or bond is denied. Or no bond. Yeah. Or let's say you have a DUI. A DUI, which in America, if you're a citizen, you, you're out the next day. Yeah. Because they take your driver's your, your card away and they make you report and you're on probation. Yeah. Aside from any moral culpability for yeah. the DUI, it's it's really not that big a deal for your yeah. life. You pay yeah, exactly. a bond. I get understand out, nobody care. wants yeah. DUIs. We're right. not advocating for that. Right. But we have a justice system that's designed to deal with to that. To deal with that, right. Except in the immigration context. Exactly. Where apparently, the, because they're not real judges, they're afraid to make real decisions. Exactly. Because a real judge says, I am willing to, put to my take name my on name on it, yep. responsible for signing a bond for you. Right. If you get arrested again for DUI, you will never see the outside of, of, of daylight. Right. But one DUI, you should get a bond. Absolutely. Two, I, I'm be, not sure about two, but one. it should one, be speedy. It should, it should be quick, and it should be a right. reasonable bond you can pay. If you have relief. Exactly. If you and, have relief. And, 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 and is voluntary departure a form of relief? Absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely it is. It's designed for you to get your affairs in order so then you can leave the country with dignity and respect but, and with your property that you've accumulated here. Right. And, and, and you know what I think? I think I th- uh, you brought up a good point that not being real judges. I think that these you know state court judges, uh, Article Three judges, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, are really cognizant of the fact that these people's liberty – uh, they're being deprived of their liberty without a conviction. Yeah. So they, they want to get them out on bond and get a speedy trial. What, if they're going to stay detained, get them a speedy trial. But I, I think at, at, in immigration detention centers with these judges, I, I do not think that they're 
cognizant of the fact that, or they don't care, or whatever, how they view it, that these people's liberty is being deprived. It's, I had an immigration judge tell me the other day, uh, he's pointing to, uh, to, to my client on the stand, he's here because of what he did, not not anything his family did. He's here, which basically it's kind of huh? it's kind of a callous way to look at it. It's like he's here because he committed a civil violation of immigration well, laws. It's, I mean, we're not talking about mass murderers here. Or it's, rapists or, yeah, or people that commit you know, fraud or exactly. steal billions of dollars from American taxpayers. <laughs> exactly. We're not talking about those people. Yeah, and so I just – I don't think that they're cognizant <clears throat> of the of the deprivation on somebody's liberty. I mean, you, you know as well as I do that some of these – Cases that end up being meritorious to these detention centers, people have been detained more than a year. Oh, no, we, we've won cases it's, for people who were permanent residents. Right. Who waited for a hearing for a year in jail. Right. Because either the judge couldn't, which happens sometimes, or wouldn't, which happens too often, give a bond. Because they were afraid to be a real judge. Exactly. Because a real judge takes risks right. and says, all right, I'm not going to risk society, so I'm going to set a bond that's reasonable, but... Will guarantee because yeah. a bond is designed to guarantee your appearance. Right. That's yeah. the purpose of a bond. <laughs> you, exactly, and and if you want to be a judge and you want to make the big bucks, you need to be willing to put your name on exactly it. right and and take responsibility. And and, and I mean, the, you know, it's a, it's a you know, it's a kind of cliche, but uh, 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 cliche, but that's why you get paid the big bucks. Well, it is, and, and you get paid that to make sure that justice is done and liberty exactly. is ensured. Let's take a break here in America's Web Radio. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano o tiene problemas con inmigración o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámalos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Hey, Ron, i got to ask you, you had a really interesting encounter with an immigration judge uh, who we're not going to name. We're not going to name him. We're going to name him, but down in, uh, we'll tell him where he's at, in the in Lumpkin, in the Stewart yep. Detention Center. Stewart Detention who Center. Who apparently does not either understand or believe in the efficacy of the Constitution of the United States, from my perspective. Not from yours, I'm, from my uh, perspective. I'm not, Right. It's uh, it certainly seems that way. Okay. I don't. Want uh, to there is this clause now, David. You are familiar uh, with, uh, I'm sure, two specific clauses in the Constitution. One, of course, is the Tenth Amendment. You're very familiar with the Tenth Amendment, right? All those powers are not specifically delineated herein will be reserved for the states, etc. The other one, of course, is full faith and credit. One of the primary reasons you have the Constitution is that you don't have. At the time, 13 individual republics, right. you said every state must recognize the acts of another state. Exactly. So full faith and credit. Uh, an important constitutional concept that you learn, 
I believe, the very first day of law school this is, that you take con law. It's, it's on the bar. It's on the bar exam. <laughs> it's full faith and credit. So bar. if a state court judge says, I am going to clarify this sentence to, to, to ensure that anybody who looks at it sees that there is no jail time. There is no imprisonment associated with this sentence. So my question, Rocky, who then has to recognize that act by that state court judge? Well, um, everyone. Everyone does. That includes the Supreme Court of the other, United States. Other state governments, that. local government, state courts, uh, federal courts, uh, real federal courts, yeah. not federal administrative courts. Right. Uh, but federal administrative courts have to recognize nice it as well. Um, and, I, yeah, I had a case yesterday and uh, down in Lumpkin. And uh, based on the clarification that was secured, he is no longer removable from the United no, States. He's a permanent resident. He's a permanent, he's a permanent resident, resident of the United States. States. Has never been in the country uh, illegally, uh-huh. came legally, uh, and is, is a permanent resident. Now, why was he arrested that's by immigration? What I, that's what I want to talk about so much. Well, he was arrested by immigration because he was he had a criminal violation of the law. And before people get up on their horse, you know, he's a criminal. His crime was uh, he was reporting in accordance with his probation. His crime was um, five counts of first degree felony forgery. Now that sounds really bad. That's terrible. Sounds you're really bad. Money in the you're back room, you're right? basically one of the worst people on yeah, earth. Exactly. <laughs> Let's back up. This is a 25 year old individual with documented uh, comprehension learning issues, uh, who when he was arrested did not have his license on him, uh, was scared, gave his brother's name, gave his date of birth but transposed the birth month and year, uh, messed up the numbers. I, I think he's dyslexic, messed up the numbers, gave his correct address except instead of putting like 1236, put like 1362 or something like that. Basically did that five times on on his booking sheet. Didn't have a criminal lawyer. Uh, so Hall County hit him with five counts of felony first-degree forgery. Now I bet you're thinking that, well, yeah, I guess that's really not that bad. Uh, so he got a sentence of, uh, in accordance with Georgia law, uh, felony. This was a guy, if he'd given his correct address, <laughs> yeah, he'd have been fine. fine. He'd have been fine. He would have paid a fine for not having yeah, anything. No. He had a license. He just didn't have it with him. Yeah. So uh, And he wasn't illegal at the time or anything. So he gets a plea agreement from some prosecutor, didn't have a criminal attorney, just pleas out. And really all he cares about is no jail time. Right. But the way the sentence reads is that confined for four years, all to be served on probation. Now, Pretty much every other immigration court and ICE chief counsel office in the country is going to recognize that original conviction document as no jail time and thus not an aggravated felony, a forgery offense for which a year of confinement uh, – somebody was sentenced to a year of confinement. Every other place except Atlanta and Lumpkin will recognize that original one. Oh, yeah, no confinement. We here in Atlanta have to secure what's called a clarification. That judge said, stating again, there was no period of confinement imposed whatsoever. So I go into court yesterday thinking, okay, yeah, we're just going to fix this all one time. Okay, it was a bond hearing, and but you uh, really didn't necessarily want a bond. No, I just, I uh, uh, exactly. He ha- he didn't have a master he's hearing. Bond eligible yet. too. He, he is bond eligible, right? And so uh, the bond hearing, I was I went down there to try to get it all taken care of at one time to to just to terminate the case. Well, the judge wants to hear the bond, and looks at the clarification and. Uh, I make my spiel that he's not an aggravated felon, and, and the judge said, well, this is it, – it's, it's clear to me that he's, uh, he's an aggravated felon. 
uh, and change in custody status denied uh, because you failed to show that your client is not a flight risk or a security risk to the community. And so I basically went on to say, Judge, that that's just not – I haven't had a chance to address that because I'm addressing a threshold issue of whether or not he's an aggravated felon. And the judge should have given full faith and credit to that clarification. Plain to. as day, folks. The, the paper says no period of confinement whatsoever. Completely ignored it. Said he'd made his decision to take it up with the Board of Immigration Appeals. Which means what in this context? In this context, now, absent any other action that we may take, it means that in order to win this appeal, which we are most certainly to win, it takes 90 days. Oh, no, probably five or six months. Right, 90 days. being generous. Okay, even if it's 90 days. And where does he spend that time? He spends it detained. A kid who didn't spend any time in jail in his whole life. Correct. Is now going to do three months. Exactly. Nothing. Five, probably four or five hours from his family, detained with people who are just finishing 15, 20-year bids yes. for uh, really serious offenses. Yeah. Real forgeries. Real, real stuff. Real forgeries. Yeah. Real felony forgeries. Not, uh, hey, I, I uh, messed up some dates and I mean, names and stuff. And what did the government attorney do during all this time? Uh, did she say, Judge, I'm, you may be incorrect here. I, we're going to withdraw the charges because to us, nothing. this is not cowardly. Pass the buck. Oh, Wait a second. Isn't, isn't the government's job to seek justice? I thought it was. I mean, that's my understanding of the government's job to seek justice. Uh, that would be an error. Uh, it, I, I think that in Lumpkin, it's it, it's a different set of rules. Um, like I mean, the cell Constitution phone, doesn't. It's like a bubble over the city. Where the yeah, cell phones don't work down there. Uh, I'm not really sure what their uh, connection to the outside world is. So they may be operating, unbeknownst to me, may be operating in some sort of constitutional third dimension. I'm not really sure. But the bottom line is, the government attorney should have said. Hey, well, Your Honor, we're going to ter- actually terminate, we terminate this we case. We want to terminate, Judge. Uh, I mean, Regardless was, of what you she, think, we think it's. T- she was. I mean, she uh, didn't didn't have anything to say to uh, uh, oppose the or to, to to correct the judge. It's clearly not. It's clearly not an aggravated felony. And we will, folks. We will win this on appeal. But the the issue here is somebody's liberty is being deprived, deprived a permanent, for somebody, a permanent resident. Exactly for a period of time greater than which he was detained. Initially, for a couple of hours, uh, because of a civil, a non, a civil non a non violation of, of civil and, law. And how, how do you become in a non violent offense as a permanent resident a flight risk on danger to the community? How do you do that? You, I mean, you, you just say they are. You just you just magically what? right. And and the reason, folks, the reason why he is detained is because the because I you've seen this too. These so called aggravated felonies be and. Uh, these people are easy to catch. Yes. Part of ICE's criminal alien removal program. Uh, they're easy to catch. Uh, because they're the probation office. Right. They're reporting in accordance with their probation. They're clearly criminals. Uh, so so when, when somebody needs to boost their numbers, what do they do? Let's go to the they, probation office. Probation hey, office. Let's mine some data from DMV. See if we can cross-match some faces. Boom. Got a driver's license when you shouldn't have. Boom. Uh, you're an aggravated felony because of some arcane misdefinition of, of the law. I mean, let's pick them up. Pick them up. Let's go get them. Let's detain them. I mean, th- that's why they get detained. They're, they're the easiest ones to get. And, we, and we, the whole system fo- fo- functions on, on quotas. ICE doesn't use quotas, by the way. We talked about that last week. Yeah. They use uh, targeted enforcement objectives. Not, they're not quotas, though. T-E-O's. Right. They're not T-O's. quotas. T-E-O's. Right. T-E-O's. They, they have a target 
uh, a, a numerical target that they would like to that, – that they're mandated to reach. Okay. It's, not a, it's not a quota though. Not a quota. Not a quota. It's a goal. It's a goal. It's a goal. Not a quota. Goal. Also, yeah. So I mean, it just it just goes to show you that this is this is a serious it's a serious problem. And and for me, you know, I mean, I my there's a, I think there's two fundamental conceptions of justice, and 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 I don't know where you stand on this, but I was, I always say it's better to I would rather uh, the most heinous guilty person go free than. A clearly innocent man spend one second in, in with his liberty deprived. That's, That's right. what our system is focused That's on. What it's designed it is, to be. It's designed to prevent the innocent from losing liberty, not not to ensure the guilty are punished. Yep. Now, there's balance between those two, but I always want to err on the side of not depriving somebody of their liberty. I would rather that, a guilty absolutely. party go free. And and. Apparently that's not the conception of justice that uh, the <laughs> immigration not, authorities not take. how it works over here. No. You know, it's really remarkable to me that we allow this to happen in America. Um, but I, I don't think it's that America's wanted it to happen. They just don't know it's happening. Exactly. And that's what David and I talked about. Know. I don't think people know it. Because when I – I'm sure when you talk to people uh, about this is, who don't uh, normally interact with you, I mean obviously if they're Facebook friends with you, they, they know all about yeah. it now. But I mean when I tell you know family members or, or other people about this, I mean they, they just they, they get this look on their faces just like, like are you kidding me? It can't be happening here. I mean I could – I could. this might actually be a good, uh, a good, a good blog to write for somebody uh, of uh, basically taking uh, – What's happening? Describing what's happening at these immigration jails in very, very generic terms, and then what's happened in other like authoritarian regimes around the world in very generic terms, and say which one is which, which, you know? which? and and you probably couldn't distinguish them. Uh, and and, that, and that's what that's what's so sad is that this is happening in America, well, folks. You know what's even more it's, amazing it's on top? Of, you add on top of that the mandate from Congress, the bed mandate, right? To have a certain number of beds filled every night. Not a quota mandate. No, no, it's a mandate. mandate. So it's not even a quota. It's like you must <laughs> do this. This is the goal. Right. You, you will do you, this, or you, you will be fired. This. You will be and, fine. And, Think about that. In what other context, David, do we have mandates? David says I'm talking too loud, so I do apologize to our listeners. Uh, it's just the way I am. Whisper time. Whisper time. Inside voice. I want to thank all the people here. I want to thank <laughs> all the little people who made it possible. Um, David, you think about this. Your tax dollars mandated to be spent. And I'm, here's my question. Does that ch- judge and steward get a bonus for keeping people in jail and helping ICE meet their quota? Because <laughs> I mean, it, it makes it, perfect sense in that it, context. It would makes it would make sense. I don't I don't think we're Probably that not. blatant with the uh, graft and corruption yet. Um, at, at a private detention facility, <laughs> right. I wonder if he owns stock in it. That's a good question because as not are they prohibit are judges prohibited from owning stock? Well, in these I would companies? think Article Three judges or would be they, they have to disclose exactly. They have to disclose not prohibited, but they have to disclose right. and, and accuse themselves. Yeah, and if you exactly. But that's an interesting question for administrative law judges, not being Article Three judges. They're obviously not subject to this. You know, they say investor advisors say that if you're going to do private investing, you should invest in things you know. Right. Well, if you're an ICE attorney or, or a judge and you're in a detention you center, detention center. You, you know you'd you know be it. investing in it because you'd know if you believe it was a good investment. Right. And how is it not a good investment when there's mandatory detention st- detention? You, ba- you basically have an income stream that an entity that – the entity that you are contractually uh, that's you're contractually obligated with is able to operate at a loss. I.e., the U.S. government 
is obligated to give you a certain amount of money, and they can they can print that money. Well, you know they what cannot, states are realizing it's, it's, it's now? Crazy. States that entered into these agreements with these CCAs and other mm-hmm. groups, they're they're cutting those ties. Because they have half-full jails, and they're having to right. pay for the whole jail. Yep. They just don't need the facility. It's nope. happening here in Georgia. Uh, jail, state jails are actually getting lower numbers. It's the federal system that is exploding yep. with numbers, again, because of immigration. Now, there's some real reason not to have immigration reform because it keeps the lobbyists paid and the jails full for the companies giving Congress some money. Let's, not that I'm implying there's any graft of corruption in Congress, no, David. No, not none. Just please be clear about that to our listeners. Uh, let me take a final break here on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del Grupo de Abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net You're listening to americaswebradio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. I'm back. Hey, David, I don't know. I want to I do a tie-in here between the Affordable Care Act yeah. uh, and immigration law. Because I was reading a um, – um, uh, the Atlanta Business Chronicle had a poll on their website on immigration. Should there be immigration reform? I don't know, I don't know if you saw this or not, Rock. Um, I put it on my Facebook page. Uh, and they ended up having about 500, that's good, about 500 um, uh, folks participate in the poll. You know, it was one of these uh, non-scientific surveys. Right, right, right. Uh, and, David, what do you think the numbers were? What, what percentage is my New York coming through? What percentage? What percentage, What percentage then? do you uh, think? Uh, <laughs> Fitzy. <laughs> what, uh, what percentage of the, uh, the voters oh, there were? Uh, yeah, you what, got that there. What uh, so my question is, what do you think um, – the question is, is the nation in need of an overhaul of its immigration laws? So, David, from your non-immigration perspective, what do you think the percentage was of the Atlanta Business Chronicle peoples who responded to the survey said, yes, we needed it? Probably less than 30 percent. You're not going to believe this. Oh, no. I, it, for, for business – these are these are people who are Atlanta in the business, Chronicle. business owners, yeah. stuff like that. Business Chronicle. I'd say it would probably be pretty high. Uh, Probably 70, 70, 75 70. as of yes, 77 as of okay. this morning. 77 yes, 22% no. But the best part, David, are the comments, the comments down are below. The, best the part. comments are the best part. <laughs> Wait for the comments to come up. 1% said, I don't know. Really? You don't know. Um, uh, so here's the first question. Ask right. a different question. Should we enforce the laws currently on the books? And this goes to the whole ignorance. Because, of course, Obama's just ignoring. Nobody's – ICE is running around every day driving in green trucks saying hello to people. Um, 
uh, really, that you think that's happening. You think we're not going to – we spent the last 40 – this person, Bob Reed, apparently does not listen to our podcast. Apparently not. Um, how about this one? The system is good but not enforced. Major changes will enable more corruption of the system – and this is great. <laughs> and ultimately weakening the meaning of U.S. citizenship is Biff, Biff, Biff Haddon. Oh, we must, we must be careful lest we go the way of the Romans. David, really? Uh, lest we go the way of the Romans. I think we're going the way of the Romans not because, because of immigration, not, not because but because of the fact that I think we're printing money. Exactly right. Um, uh, how but about the, this? Oh, the, the corruption thing, though. There's uh, gonna, if we reform it, there's going to be more opportunity for corruption? Yeah. Man. I would like to see that because the, the corruption that's in there but now. But, David, here's the one i got to ask you about because this is Richard Gildon. Gildon. Gildin. You want to fix immigration? Stop the freeloading. No food stamps. No free medical. No welfare. No unemployment. And people will find jobs and go to work. Then get rid of NAFTA. Oh, it gets better. Start tariffs back up on textiles, steel, and everything else that can be made in the United States. It would all have to happen, and it won't happen overnight. In 50 years, we have lost all of our interest because of stupidity and taxes forcing companies to leave. It has got to change. Clearly. Te- textiles? Really? <laughs> clearly he is a background. I can't understand he- whether he's a Democrat or Republican from that statement. He clearly has a background in economics so he, and understands, you know, tariffs, tariffs and all work. that. Right. His tariffs work. The Smoot-Hawley Act, that was so good for America. What did that lead to? Oh, my gosh, right. The Great Depression. And, and I, I – I was under the impression that uh, people who are here... David, don't leave, man. We want to hear your comments. You're, 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 the, the, the decibel level of your voice... Oh, it's just driving him crazy. <laughs> I was under the impression that uh, people who were, um, as this guy would probably refer to them, illegal aliens, that they couldn't receive public benefits. They can't. They, they can't get any of that stuff. Right. They don't, they, yeah. They're not eligible for the Affordable Care Act, exactly. which actually defeats <laughs> the purpose of the bill to ensure everybody, right. but right. neither here nor there. There's no welfare, you, no food You get stamps no food stamps. For, for you, you, exactly. you, get, you get no Medicaid or Medicare. And then, the, and then the comeback of the educated person is, or the informed person is, oh, well, their U.S. citizen children are getting it, as all well, U.S. US citizen, citizen children, children are. Do. If you want to reform that, what is that a problem with? The welfare system, system not the, not the, the immigration system. system. You know, it's, I just found that that was uh, – Interesting. The comment sections on these things are awesome. No, no. People it, just throw so, so think about this. So there. you look at all 12 comments. None of them are by anybody who voted yes. They're all no voters. Because yeah. what a yes voter said, I got other things to do. Fix the damn system. Yeah. I got other things to do. People, uh, the system is broken. It's hurting people. It's not. It's harming me in that I can't hire who I want. But that's the thing is the sad thing about this issue is that the opponents of it are so much have such a, a visceral dislike mm-hmm. or I don't, I don't know what I want to xenophobia whatever it is that that's why they're more vocal they're obviously in the minority in the populace in 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 the government every they're the minority but because they're they're so emotionally vested in it uh, and against it uh, that's that's why it seems like there's. there's it's more. interesting uh, another poll just to get back to immigration reform for a second because um, I mean obviously the the momentum's building. Right. Now, three Republicans have come out in support in the House of the House Bill uh, 15, which is H.R. Uh, 15, which is the uh, basically the Senate bill the, the, the House writ- mirror. without the extra spending on the board, the crazy spending, the Sikorsky <laughs> helicopters and crap like that. All the censors. Um, 20 Republican districts have super majorities of voters who support immigration reform. 
Super majority. Wow. 20. Oh, 20. And many of them over 70%. Not over 66, wow. but over 70. One approaching almost 80%. And yet they have not come out in favor of immigration reform. That's shocking. Yeah. That really yeah. is because there's no political risk. There's zero political risk. You will not lose your seat. Now, exactly. here's what you're, here's what you're You could of. basically vote against your district's interests on every other issue except that and still be safe. They, they are afraid yeah. of uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the Tea Party challenge on the right. In the primary, they're afraid of the primary challenge. But if you have a super, if you have seventy percent of people in your district, that means you probably would. I think you would be secure from a Tea Party challenge on the right, though. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. And I, I, party, think you, I, think I think you would be as well. From, I think they're, I think they've been kind of debunked. Like, I mean, oh, I, I, I think they, they I have mean, no control over. If over you have anything. a super majority in your district that, uh, that supports immigration reform, I don't think there's too much of a chance of of. A Tea Party town. Why would they be scared of that, though? I mean, even if they, I mean, I, I get, I mean, because they can only run so many people and put enough money behind some. Because you, in a district like that, you would have to put so much money behind that Tea Party candidate. I oh mean, no, they couldn't absolutely. run one in every one of those no. districts. Well, and, so and, and you're seeing that today. There's a special election in Alabama. Okay, in the Southern District of, in, in, I think it's Alabama one, which is in Mobile. Uh-huh. Super, super majority Republican. And Tea Party crazy. Two candidates running for an empty seat, yep. both Republicans. Um, and um, one is an establishment guy, let's say, funded by the, he's funded by the chamber. The other is a Tea Party guy. Okay. Now, in that kind of seat, you'd say the oh, Tea Party guy's going to win. It's a supermajority Republican district. Or all kind of, but he probably is going to lose today. Now, he's going to get 48% of the vote, but he's still going to lose. Right. Because they don't control elections. No. They don't control elections yeah, in the they're, party. They're, yeah, their block isn't look, big enough to swing uh, to, to swing it. And you see it, Cuccinelli in New Jer- in, in Virginia is going to yep. lose that race mm-hmm. to Terry McAuliffe. Oh. Terry McAuliffe. Go- Folks, global crossing Terry McAuliffe. Oh, yes. 1994 Bill Clinton, chief of staff, yeah. chief political fundraiser, Terry McAuliffe. How is that even possible? Oh, oh. It's possible because Cuccinelli wanted a caucus like there is in Utah – where the far right come out with no support from the center of the party instead of a primary. Yeah. And, and even worse, the guy learning from lieutenant governor is a nut job, an absolute nut job up there. Yeah. Who just said, and he's costing probably four or five points to Cuccinelli. Cuccinelli himself is more a conservative, um, social conservative than he is, than he is a political conservative. Right. Um, and he's going to lose to Terry McAuliffe. At the same time, a man I consider a real conservative, um, Chris Christie, is going to blow out the doors in a blue state. Yeah. Blow them out. Blow them off. A right. pro-life, pro-conservative, super conservative governor is going to come out the door. Why? What's the difference? Because he's a, he's, he's a normal guy. He can relate to people. Yep. He's, he's not doesn't say crazy stuff. Yep. And that's why I support Chris Christie for president in 2016. I'm sorry, I just I'm a Christie guy. I've always liked Christie, and I, it's listen, not hey, just the fact I, listen, I, I, that I, we were born. I think in the same I, hospital, same hospital, same yeah. time. He's, he's your uh, long he's a bit lost younger than me. He's, younger than me. he's <laughs> my long lost younger brother. Long lost younger brother. Yeah. Uh, listen, I like Chris Christie too. Uh, Good I'm, on immigration, I'm, by the way. Yeah, no, he Good is. For us I, just, on immigration. I just, uh, I just think that it really doesn't matter. It, it, the system's so. No, no, I, see, I refuse to give up hope <laughs> on a system which I believe was set up by the Almighty. So I believe it was, too. too. I'm not going to give up hope on it. I think, I think we got it, David. I think we're, we've solved the problems here. 
Um, and uh, this problem, hopefully. And I got to tell you, I was listening this morning to Morning Joe, which I do every morning because I just get the biggest kick in the world with Joe Scarborough. I think he's a super, super bright guy. Um, but uh, they had a montage, and you may have seen this, a montage of Obama saying, you will not lose your insurance if you like it. <laughs> and, I mean, it, must, it went on for like three minutes. They, oh, yeah. Every campaign stop yep. and talk for the last yep. three years. Yep. And then him saying, well, you're not going to lose your insurance if it's the same insurance it was three years ago. <laughs> oh, did I forget to mention that caveat? Um, and the way Obama said it now was so darn condescending. Like, you idiots. How could you not have realized what I was really saying here? He didn't have to run for election again. And, and that's what he and, said. And, you know, I don't have to run for yeah, election and, again, and it, so it, I can be as is, condescending as I want. It's noticeable how much more just looking down the nose, oh, no. patronizing, condescending he's become I the last year I think he truly year, thinks, and, and this is something I do respect about Bush. George Bush never thought he was smarter than everybody. He never thought he was nope. smart, and they never act like he was smart right. than everybody. That's that's not an endorsement. No, it's just it's just a fact. It's fact. Okay, and I can tell you, Barack Obama acts like he's smarter than everybody, yeah. and uh, it's starting to piss me off. It's been pissing me off. Uh, I know, I know, <laughs> um, but I, that's why I voted Libertarian. By the way, one last thing: uh, we are co-sponsoring an event here coming up with the World Chamber of Commerce. Uh, the featured guest speaker is Gary Johnson. Okay. Who ran for president, yeah. the Libertarian, who got my vote in the last election? Okay. Really great, and former governor of New, of New Mexico. Yeah. And I think the current governor of New Mexico will be Chris Christie's running mate in 2016. You think? Susanna Martinez. Christy Martinez for president in 2016. David, mark that down as a prediction. Pen. For, for 2016. 2016. 2016. Right, right. Christy Martinez, landslide election over Hillary Clinton. Man, you are, you are the eternal Clinton, optimist. The Clinton-Biden ticket is going down. <laughs> hey, it's been great to be with you on America's Web Brady this week on the Immigration Hour. David, till next week, hopefully I won't be on whatever I'm on today and won't talk as loud. Till yeah. then, you guys have a great week.